Welcome to the Unapologetic Designer Podcast, where we chat controversial design topics and expose the raw truth about life as a designer. Today, we're joined by another talented designer who is also one of my Design Biz Academy graduates. She's also a mom. She's also soon starting her own podcast, and I'm really excited for her to share her journey today and also talk about her unique social media strategy that she has been using to just totally blow up on social media. So Hannah, do you want to further introduce yourself? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for that. And so my name is Hannah Waldridge. I own Waldridge Web Co. I've been in business for about a year now. Actually, this month will be a year. And I, like Kenzie said, I was a student of the Brief Collective Design Biz Academy. I took the university level back in October. And yeah, she and Marissa have taught me so much that got me to where I am today. I'm not saying that to be like, oh, I'm somebody special now, but she and Marissa have definitely taught me so much that I needed to know to get to a place where I feel proud of my business. And just a little background, I did not go to college for graphic design or anything like that. So I really just, you know, started researching on TikTok and YouTube. And then I came across, actually, I came across Kenzie's TikTok And that's where I heard about the Brief Collective. And then I signed up and the rest is history. What did you do for work like before this? Or like, what did, tell me more about you and like your entire story. I, I need to know more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I graduated college in 2019 and I, so I went to college as a major of organizational communication, which was really fun but it was really broad. So it wasn't like, you know, nursing or teaching, like you had a set path on where you you were going to go. So after I graduated, I got a job at a local like heating and air place. And my title was content coordinator. And it wasn't like social media content. It was like data entry content. So (laughs) I sat in a cubicle for eight hours a day. And essentially I finish my work within like an hour and then be done where and so I had to literally just sit there for like seven more hours and just pray that I got through the day without losing my mind so from there I kind of I got another job and I won't go super into it but it was more into social media and uh, whenever I left that job I was becoming a mom and I needed to be able to spend more time with my baby so I decided to, you know, just go all in and figure out how I was going to be an entrepreneur. And I actually started as a virtual assistant and I 10 out of 10 hated it. (laughs) Well, okay. I didn't hate it, but I just, I don't know. It wasn't for me. And I think about that time is where I came across your TikTok, Kinsey, and started learning more about like branding and like that whole realm of things. And I didn't even know that was even a job. And I feel like so many people say that, but it's so true. I just figured people did that on their own and it wasn't like a thing you hired out. So then I just started researching and funny story, and we can talk more about this later, but I did not do branding. Like I didn't create logos or anything the correct way. I literally did it on Canva. You little Canva girl. I knew yeah, you were going to say that. <laughs> that was me. And I have 
not gone back to that, but that I started out that way and I definitely got a lot of hate for it. And I think it like scared me so much that I, it scared me into doing it the right way. <laughs> um, and okay. I have to tell you too, the first TikToks that I found of yours were the ones that you were doing like logo critiques. And at first I thought you were such a B word because I was like, oh my God. <laughs> are actually kind of decent and she's like roasting them and I'm like oh my gosh I'm not gonna make it in this world but then you know here we are and it's just so so crazy that I thought you were like I don't know just so unapproachable because you like knew what you were talking about and I definitely did not but I think that made me want to learn more from you because you had that experience and level of knowledge but anyways I was going off on a rant but that's where I came from (laughs) No, I really like that you say that because I I feel like a lot of people, if they just come across a few of my TikToks and like maybe they're a stranger, they make a certain assumption about me or my personality. <laughs> and I feel like having this podcast where I can like speak more openly about things and like have people like you on and we can talk about this stuff, people get to really see like who I am as a person yeah. and not just like my blunt side that is usually shown on a lot of those videos yeah so but I I love the blunt side because that really just shows you that you know what you're talking about and I like really admired that and I feel like you've also just totally became like 10 times more confident in the recent months too oh well that's just because of the brief collective but I'm (laughs) not tell me to say that I swear I'm literally (laughs) saying it from my heart like I literally just gained the confidence from what y'all taught me but sorry I know I keep plugging the brave collective I just can't help it (laughs) no plug it all you want you can (laughs) you can do that I don't mind (laughs) you have been just killing it on social media and one of the reasons I mean I I obviously want to bring on like all of our DBA students at some point but I wanted to have you come on and talk about this specific topic as well because you're doing something really unique and I have some questions that I think we should definitely talk about that are going to be super interesting. But I also just want you to share with everybody like what you've been doing and how you've been attracting dream clients through the content you're creating, specifically what type of content it is and how you came up with this idea. Yeah, so just to give a little rundown, the kind of content that Kenzie is referring to, I have been making like mock brand identities for influencers or like content creators that you see on TikTok or Instagram. So this is going to sound so stupid, but I swear it just came to, like I was sleeping one night and I, it just, the idea popped in my head and I was like, oh, I should make a brand identity for Emily Kaiser. And then the next day I did, and then it just stuck. Like it kind of turned into a series, mainly on TikTok, but I think it's so different because it makes people, like people know who Emily Kaiser is or these other influencers. So it keeps them intrigued to want to watch. And honestly, I was thinking it was going to flop because I... Whiskered people were going to be like, oh, that does not look like something Emily Kaiser would like or this influencer would like. And so I was scared, but I did it anyways. And it turned out to be a hit, I feel like. So basically, you are creating fictional brand identities for people that you already follow and dream of working with, which in turn is creating 
brand awareness and other similar influencers are also reaching out to you. And I know that because of our previous conversations. Mm -hmm. Yes. So take, um, like briefs are very popular within the design, you know, realm. Obviously that's what the brief collective is, is they show different briefs to further your portfolio. And so I took that but kind of just made it my own where I'm making things for real people rather than like fake uh, fictional type of businesses. And I just felt like for me and who I want to reach, that was more entertaining to watch than, uh, you know, something fictional. And so my ideal client is somebody who is in the creative space, a creative entrepreneur, has a following and have a big community, whether they sell, you know, anything or not. Uh, those are the types of people that I love to work with and influencers or content creators fall under that. And so I've done the research to figure out what those types of people want to see. And I've tried to tailor it to make it interesting to watch as well. Okay. So now I'm going to hit you with some hard questions. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I want to be clear. I do not think there is a right or wrong answer but it might be something that you haven't thought about yet. And I just want to hear like what your opinion is and like, we can talk more about it. Okay. Okay. So question number one, do you think that by doing these fictional brands for influencers and creators that it is sending the message to the public that this is something people don't have to pay for? So I thought about that too, because on my verse video, people were like, oh, do me, do me. Yes, that's what that's I was going to say. Yeah, that is not what I was initially going for. And so now in my captions, I'm like, if you feel like you need to up-level your brand and you feel stuck with where you are, you're not proud of your branding, then you probably need a brand identity and you can reach out and we can go from there. Now, the people that I have been inquiring A few of them are bigger names and a few of them actually understand that there's value with that. And some people are just, you know, they have no idea and they don't care to buy anything or anything like that. So I feel like there is a mix, but you have to, and I'm trying my hardest to make it to where it's not necessarily this thought where you don't have to pay for this because it is value. And you know, whenever I'm making these fictional things for these influencers, it does take a lot of time to actually like make it. And whether they want to move forward with that design or not, they, at least the people that I'm trying to target understand that that is something that you need to pay for and that it's valuable and it's my time as well. Um, But of course, there's going to be people that don't necessarily, you know, care. So I think within, and I also try to post things that aren't just that, like yesterday I posted one about how a, the, a difference between a logo and a brand identity. Now, those types of videos don't get as many views, but I do try and make it to where, you know, people understand that this isn't just all for fun. Like, it's something that's super beneficial. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, my second question is, are you worried that one of them is actually going to steal your ideas? So that actually hasn't crossed my mind. So the people, I mean, I guess it's possible because you never know how people are, but I guess specifically the people that I make them for, I feel like, you know, they create that like, no, and trust just because they post so many videos and they feel personable to you. So I feel like they wouldn't, but I mean, like you said, I mean, I 
haven't thought about that. I hope they don't. Because, <laughs> I mean, that would be wrong, but I haven't thought about that. Dang. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a, and that's a big concern when it comes to like bigger businesses like Converse. I know they've stolen designs and like fashion boutiques stealing designs from smaller creators. So like it's still, mm-hmm. you know, could be a possibility, even though obviously you're hoping that these people that you're creating it for are not going to do that and have integrity and wouldn't do something like that but you never know so that's why that question popped into my mind third question have you ever considered that someone might actually get angry at you for doing that because they can say that you're using their brand name and their likeness to garter attention and they didn't actually hire you yeah I've thought about that too and so that's why I always say this is fake this was for fun And not to say this was for fun, like, you know, I will just do this for anybody, but as in trying to make it known that they didn't actually pay me to do this until, you know, somebody actually does. So I always say like in the caption, like this is fictional or something along those lines. So that way it's not meant to be that way. Now I haven't crossed that yet and hopefully that doesn't happen, but I mean, just like the last question, it's definitely possible. And I feel like that's just the risk with anything, even making, you know, like briefs for a fake business, like just going back to the last question, anybody could steal anything that you post on social media, just like what how you talked about before somebody basically took your website and read it and made it their own. I guess that's just kind of a risk of putting yourself on social media. As of right now, I've seen a good benefit from it. And, you know, if I cross that path, then I'll address it then. But I don't believe there's anything. The worst that could be if somebody gets mad at me, you know, and that's obviously not the goal. (laughs) But, (laughs) um, you know, I feel like I'm trying to do it tastefully. And these people, they can see the time that I put into it. Now, if somebody does get mad, I guess the worst that will happen is I'll just take down the video and that's fine with me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a good way to look at it because it is working for you and you're attracting the types of people you want to work with. So there's always that risk, pros, cons of doing basically anything, any type of social media post. Like it always comes with those positives and potential negatives. Do you have any advice for other designers that are struggling to find what sticks for them and put content out there that's attracting their dream clients because I know that's a big issue for a lot of our students and I think that they just overthink or Mm -hmm. they just I don't know they just don't know what to post and I feel like one of the biggest things that has allowed you to create that content is that you've just you tried different things and found what works yes and I will go back to how you said how to attract your ideal client, you need to actually figure out who that ideal client is and not just the broad thought about who your ideal client is, but be very specific. And y'all teach this in the Design Biz Academy. And so that's where I kind of learned how to do this. But so I try to be super specific on the type of people that I want to work with. And that's why I've been so specific to even targeting the people and making a brand and showing them what it could actually look like if they worked with me. Now, my advice, I would say, first of all, figure out who that ideal client is. And second, I just want you to know, like you said, I tried so many things. It wasn't like I figured this out on day one and 
went from there. And, you know, I mean, this could work this month and it could flop the next month. I mean, you just never know with social media, but before, whenever I was posting, I did not have a good idea on who my ideal client was, who I wanted to target. I basically just wanted to target anybody that wanted to pay me, I guess. And so that obviously attracted the wrong type of people. Now, I feel like showing so much value within your content really benefits you because it's not something that's just super trendy where it's just like a five second TikTok viral sound and then that's all you're posting. Now, those do have a time and place and I'd like to utilize them as well, but I don't necessarily think your whole feed needs to be just trendy audios because that doesn't really show who you are as a business and what you can do. So I definitely like to play on unique content where you know, maybe try something that you haven't seen done before and see how it works and also be consistent with it. Don't just post one thing and be like, oh, that didn't work. So I'm going to try on to the next thing. You have to stick it out for, you know, a couple posts, if not, you know, longer than that to see if it actually works. So I would just say be consistent, figure out who your ideal client is and just try different things until, you know, you're creating something that you actually like and something that, seems to resonate with your audience. And I think that having those videos in between that aren't just trendy or whatnot, maybe where you're just talking or like you're answering somebody's question, those are really good because they might not go viral, but the audience that is watching them is getting a better sense of who you are and learning even more from those videos outside of just those ones that go viral. Yeah, the goal shouldn't be to go viral. The goal should be to nurture your audience that you currently have. And I struggle with that sometimes because I feel like in my head, oh, if this doesn't go viral, then I'm not going to get inquiries and, you know, that kind of thing. And I get stuck in that. But that's not the goal because, you know, who knows the inquiries that you get could be from people that don't care. And that does happen. And that is the fault of going viral. But nurturing the audience that you have, like with those answering questions and basically just making content that, you know, they want to see people follow you for a reason. They don't just follow you like I know for me, it takes a minute for me to actually want to follow somebody. Like I have to see their videos a couple of times or instantly click with them before I actually hit the follow button. I don't know why. Um, And I'm sure there's other people that are like that as well. Being able to talk to those people rather than, you know, anybody if your video goes viral. So there are pros and cons to that. So definitely what you said, nurturing those people that are actually following you so that way they feel heard. And, you know, you never know. Those people could turn into clients. I just made a story the other day where I was showing that I had posted like some project I was working on and it was only at 348 views. Like only a few hundred people had seen it. And I already had somebody in the comments saying that they like want to hire me and that they need the service. And I was just using that as an example. Like your video doesn't have to go viral for you to get clients. Like you never know who is watching. It only takes one right person to see your content. Exactly. And I couldn't have said it any better because that is so true. And before, I mean, my TikTok and Instagram is not like super big by any means at all. But I mean, I was getting clients consistently before, you know, this new social media trend and I didn't have hundreds and hundreds of views. I mean, it was just like that. I had smaller views and that's okay because that still reaches an audience and that still reaches people who want to work with you. Have you gotten any really mean comments yet? (laughs) Um, yes. So actually, let me tell you real quick, 
so before I knew what I was doing, back whenever, you know, pre-DBA, I like to uh, title my business as pre-DBA now. <laughs> um, so pre-DBA, I, whenever I was doing things the wrong way, like Canva Procreate, I did have a video go viral. And <laughs> I don't even know if you need to cut this out, but everyone, it like literally got a million views because what I made apparently looked like a butt plug. And you can cut that out. I don't know if that's No, I'm not cutting it out. That's actually so (laughs) funny. And I didn't know, like, okay, I literally didn't even know what that looked like. And so I was like, what the heck? (laughs) So I had to Google what that looked like. (laughs) And, like, literally everything was so mean. And, you know, looking back at that, I needed to hear that. So it got me onto a better path of doing things the right way and, like, researching things correctly before I like just make it and put it out there so that is a scary part of social media but anyways back to nowadays honestly I haven't got like horrible horrible comments like that before um I do have people you know people love to share their opinions and you know people will just be like that sucks I hate that but then you just kind of have to let it roll off because you know on one hand 100 people that love it and then one person that doesn't love it and I'm always the person to focus on that one negative comment and let that like run my brain. (laughs) So I try to not do that, but it definitely happens. But I mean, I feel like with everything, people are going to have an opinion and some people just aren't afraid to share it, whether it's nice or me. Do you respond to those comments? No. And I probably should, but I guess it depends on the extent of it. But recently, no, I just ignore them. Yeah, they can get to me too. I always like asking other people that question because I'm curious how people go about it, how it affects them. Like this morning, I woke up in a really good mood. I posted a tutorial on the Brief Collective yesterday Mm -hmm. and the tutorial was showing how to use Adobe Illustrator and Canva together to create the textbook. Did you see it? Yes. (laughs) Okay, right. So Everybody knows that I'm the first person to say you don't use Canva to make logos, right? Like everybody knows that, but you can use Canva with Illustrator for other things and it can make your work time faster. Like, yeah. So I do a tutorial. A bunch of people are like, yes, love this, love utilizing both tools, whatever. This morning I wake up and there's a comment from somebody that was like, I would never use Canva for that. And I'd never do it that way and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, are you serious? I just spent 15 to 20 minutes making this tutorial. If you don't like the way that we're doing it, you could have just kept scrolling and kept your mouth shut. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And I can, I will never understand why people feel the need to do that. Like, just imagine if you're talking to that person in person, would you say to them, I would do it this way. That sucks. Like, no. I mean, if you were a decent human being, you wouldn't. So why do you feel the need to comment that? And I hope anyone listening does not do that because that is awful. So I'm sorry you had to have that comment, but it just goes to show that, you know, people love to share their opinion. And that's just, I feel like how the world is these days and you just have to let it roll off. And I think it's okay for every, like everybody is entitled to their own opinion, but I think it's the way you present it that yes. matters. Like if they had commented, this is really cool. I prefer to use Photoshop yes. doing this method. That is different than the way that they said it. Because the way that they said it was implying that because we used Canva, it isn't as good as the other way. When in reality, they both get the same result. And I could tell they said it in a way that is that design gatekeeping crap that people hate. 
Yeah. If they're being constructive, like actually being like nice about it and having constructive criticism, because there is a difference between constructive. Wow. I can't say that constructive criticism and just being mean. There is a difference. So I feel like it's how you say it and also what you say. Like, just like you said, if they were like, this is cool. Um, I prefer to use Photoshop, but this is definitely another option. Then that's totally fine. But if you're just downright, you know, this sucks, you shouldn't have to use Canva to be considered a good graphic designer, then like there's just so many ways that people could rephrase what they say to be kind about it and they just don't. I just see right through that stuff. I don't know if other people can see it, but even in the way that people type their messages, like I can tell the vibe that they're giving off just from the dang message itself. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have any cool projects that you're currently working on right now? Yes. So right now I am working on a brand identity for a professional water ski girl. I don't know the correct way to say that, (laughs) Um, but that's super fun because it's definitely something I've never worked on before, like in that realm. So that's cool. And then I have several calls coming up within the next few weeks with a couple different content creators slash influencer girls. Um, so I really hope those work well. I don't want to say the name just in case, you know, they end up not choosing me and I sound like a dummy, but um, they are with some people that I have made some things for on TikTok and things like that. Um, But yeah, and then I also have other clients that came through that that aren't, you know, big name or anything like that, but they're still just as valuable. Um, I'm working on a project with a girl who does video conferencing, and I've never even heard of that before, like video conferencing for prospecting. So that's super cool. And then an event planner. So it's just super neat getting to work with different clients. And that's not to say that, so like, the types of content that I'm creating right now, yes, they're targeted towards those specific influencers, but they're attracting other people that just genuinely like the way I design and how I work. And so that's been super neat too, because I'm getting these clients that found me on TikTok, but you know, they're not influencers or they're not content creators, but they still have very valuable businesses that need brand identities. And that's who I want to work with are people that see the value in that. So yeah, I feel like I do have some super cool things going on. And I just hope it sticks. <laughs> well, I really like that you say that because a lot of people worry about alienating a certain target audience by doing more niche specific types of content. Mm-hmm. And I always say that just because you're doing a certain type of content doesn't mean that you still can't attract other people who are outside of that specific target audience. And yeah. I kind of feel like you're also you're yeah. attracting people who just align with you, the way you work, your personality is just overall a good vibe. Right. And that's exactly what I try and do. I'm not like a professional on social media. So I don't know if, you know, I come across that way. So I'm glad that you said that because that makes me feel better. But yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to have fun with it as well. Because yes, this is my job. But I don't want to hate my job. And I want to be able to like what I do and who I work with. So I absolutely try and tailor things to fit the people that I want to work with. Do you want to share a little bit about your new podcast? Sure. So me and my friend Sydney Walden, who is also a part of the Design Biz Academy, that's actually where we met, are starting a podcast and it's mainly for moms that are also business owners. So we felt like, you know, there wasn't really a space for 
that type of person, someone who is a mom, but also owns a business and has to juggle everything. So we're really just trying to make this a community to where people, you know, can come and listen and have time to themselves and be able to hear something helpful within business or in motherhood. And that actually launches next week. So we are very excited. And we want Kenzie to be on the podcast, even though she's not a mom. I know she has super valuable things. So we're waiting for her to schedule a recording with us, but hopefully that'll happen soon. (laughs) I know I need to schedule it, but also don't you guys do it on a video? Yes, we do, but we don't really share the video and except for like on social media. I don't care at all, but I'm worried about my Wi-Fi connection. That's why this is audio only, because when I tried doing video with someone, my video didn't upload. Like, the whole recording didn't stick. It, like, got totally messed up, so I'm just, like, worried that we're going to do it. And then it's, like, if my computer is supposed to upload something, then it's not going to upload it. Oh, well, that's – okay, then how do you do, like, Illustrator? Because that takes up a lot of Wi-Fi. I mean, Illustrator works fine. It's just if I am on, like – a video that has to be uploaded as we're speaking, which is what a video podcast does. Yeah. That's when I run into issues. Like if I go to upload a YouTube video, it's an, it's hours long if it's from my house. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We would figure something out for you for sure. Yeah. I I mean, that's not the only reason, like I just, I need to schedule it. But speaking (laughs) of that, so being a mom running your business. What is your honest opinion of the DBA experience? Well, I feel like if I haven't made it known enough through (laughs) this episode, I'm a diehard DBA girl for life, I feel like. And again, they are not paying me to say this at all. It's just truly my honest opinion. They, you can just tell that they put so much time and effort into this course and You know, there might be sticker shock at first, like investing that much into a course, especially if you were someone like me and didn't follow through with courses. This one was the very first course that I actually saw it through to the end and finished it. And I think it was just because the way they have it laid out and they were so personable and helpful and everything that they taught. And on the other hand of that, it's not something that they're just going to, you know, give you and you're going to pass. It's something that you actually have to put the work into. And so it's a give and take type of situation. So if you're at the point where, you know, you're actually willing to put in the work and make this, make your business become successful and do all the things that they're telling you, then definitely I 1000% recommend. I feel like people also kind of think that that term put in the work is toxic. And in some situations, it might be used in the wrong way. But it is also very true because like, We give you guys all the tools and resources and the structure, the accountability, like everything you need. But at the end of the day, like we can't build your business for you. Like you have to do the things that we're sharing. Yeah. And if you want to be a business owner, I mean, that's just a given. You have to do work to make it happen. Now, I mean, I guess it's different for some people who, you know, could just go viral overnight and that change their life forever from one video, but that's just not the case for most people. And even those people that do go viral overnight and it just sticks and, you know, great for them, they are still putting in work and it's a different type of work, but they're still working. And, you know, like you said, you're giving us all of the tools that we need to, you know, have successful businesses. It's just a matter of us taking those tools and utilizing it and making it our own just (laughs) Taking all the things that you teach and pushing it out and making it work for you. 
Speaking of viral videos, I also feel like there is a big shift happening in social media right now where it's starting to become a lot harder to gain followers. Kind of like you said earlier, it takes you a while to follow somebody. Like I'm noticing now people are having these videos get hundreds of thousands of views, sometimes even millions. And like they're still not really reaching a ton of followers because maybe it was the topic or maybe it was just a trendy audio. Like it wasn't something that impacted people enough that made them want to follow that person. So even if you do go viral, it's never a guarantee that your account's just going to blow up and like you're going to be good from there. Exactly. And I mean, I deal with that as well. Like I only have in the 20,000th range on TikTok, but still – I don't think that number matters. And people will even comment on my videos like, I know I'm a small creator, but I would love to work with you. And I always comment back and say, I will work with anybody. I mean, you know, to an extent, if you're a good fit. But I'm not just working with people who have big followings. Like, I want to reach the people who really, truly care about their business and know that there's a value behind brand identity and strategy and websites and all of that. And so going viral, again, is not the goal. Yeah, it's cool. And you might gain a couple hundred followers from it. But that's it's not usually an Alex Earl type of situation where (laughs) you're just so magnetic and people love to watch you. Because let me be honest, if I post a video like with my face in it, like less than a thousand views. And it's like, I know I'm (laughs) not like that attractive. But like, hey, you just have to find what works you you know sometimes I post videos and then I go back and I'm like damn I looked really ugly in that video why the heck did I post that but then I'm like "Ah, I don't care like at the end of the day it really like if you're showing up and putting your face out there people are gonna remember you it don't matter if you're in your pajamas you ain't got no makeup your hair like my hair will be one time I responded to a question and my hair was such a mess that it was like sticking in the air and I used the question box that I was responding to to just like hide it the whole video. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> and see, like I definitely take that as well. Like I don't feel like I have to look perfect or be perfect to show up. You just have to show up and start. And I think starting is the hardest part and where everybody gets so overwhelmed because they don't know what to post or they don't know how to do it correctly. And nobody does. Like, we're all just out here trying to figure it out. I feel like, like, there's no rules. There's no right or wrong. It's just what works for you and what you enjoy making and what you feel like your audience will enjoy and get value out of as well. Exactly. And and we teach, you know, a lot of TikTok and IG Reels and tips and such in the Brief Collective Design Biz Academy. But at the end of the day, that's things that you can focus on after you've got over the fear of just being able to post and put yourself out there like that's step one and that step is so hard for people yeah oh my gosh it's scary putting yourself out there because I feel like people always think that they're gonna immediately get like mean comments or something like that and that might be the case for some but that's not usually how it works like initially whenever I first started I'm from a small town and so and I live where I went to high school and all of that and so I always fear like oh my gosh the people that I went to high school with are going to like see this video and like judge me but like first of all who cares second of all I heard something and I can't remember where I heard it from but don't take advice from people that aren't where you want to be so if you have this mindset of oh the people in high school are going to see this are they where you want to be first of all and if they're not what does it matter and if they are and you think that they would be judging you, then they're really not where you want to be because you don't want to be a judgmental person. So I really just try and overstep the whole like caring about what people think because, you know, if 
you, Kinsey, cared about what people thought posting these logo critiques and starting the brief collective and everything that you're doing, you would, if you had a fear of doing that, then you would have never done it and you would not, you know, be here and we would have never met and all of that. So like, you have to think about what you could be missing out on if you didn't post now, you know? Yeah. I love that point. And I also think that you probably heard that from me because I have 100% said that to our students before (laughs) or you heard it from some other successful person because that's a very like really successful people reiterate that a lot that you don't need to listen to people who aren't where you want to be but anyways this has been a really good episode thank you so much for coming on the podcast where can people connect with you and find you online yeah, so I am just at Waldridge Web Co. on all the social medias. Website is waldridgeweb.co. And that's where you can find me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unapologetic Designer Podcast. If you'd like to submit your unapologetic design opinions, head over to the link in my description to submit yours anonymously. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can follow our Instagram page or you can sign up to make a monthly donation. I'll see you in the next episode.